welcome to the monthly at Winifred's. He's a Fulia. He's a Kindle. And he's, he's away. Oh my gosh, I'm back. Hello. Hi. Hey. Thanks for being here. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me back. It's It's been a few months. It's yes. been a few months. <laughs> it sure has. Yeah. It sure has. It's lovely um, to be back. Thank you. Yes, you're very welcome. Uh, any... Any excuse to podcast with yeah. the one and only Wayne Stilley. Oh, stop now. We'll take it. <laughs> stop now. <laughs> she lies. No. <laughs> no, never. I would never do that. Never do that. Um, yes, monthly. We're here. It's March. March is, you know, at the time you're listening to it, March is practically over. Um but we're doing a cheeky thing where it might not actually be the end of March for us at the time of recording. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we still have some March to talk about. So, Fulia. Yes. How has your March been so far? My March has been pretty good. Um, the usual thing, just been streaming as per usual, playing all the video games, <laughs> getting obsessed with some of those video games. <laughs> Um, I've also managed to watch a, a couple of movies uh, since since last month. Um, I've managed to finally watch Death on the Nile. Hey. I'm so happy I watched that. I absolutely love. I absolutely loved it so much. Um, just oh my gosh! Just give, give Kenneth Branagh all the awards. <laughs> absolutely yeah, love that man. Literally. Uh, you know, director, actor, such a talented man. He's an all-rounder, isn't he? He, oh he really is. Yeah. So good, genius. Um, and you know, just being able to hear him say "Ecuador." Ecuador. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. I'm not going to even attempt a French accent. And he's actually Belgian. Yeah. Which is yeah, fascinating. Yeah, yeah, crazy. But they speak French over there, so they it makes do, sense. They do, they um, do. Yeah, so I got to watch that. Um, managed to also, you know, continue watching like my anime. Mm. I've been continuing my watch through of My Hero Academia in the Discord. We're watching it together and it's so much fun. We're almost at the end of season five, which is the most recent season. Um, season six apparently is coming soon, but I just don't know when. Um, but knowing with anime, it does take a while to come out, especially, you know, out of Japan. Um, so waiting on season six to come out, I'm really enjoying My Hero Academia. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and then most recently I started watching another anime called Sword Art Online, um, which is based on a, it's, it's a, it's a VR world, like a, it's a video game where they put on these VR headsets and you play in these, it's like an RPG sort of open world game. Mm -hmm. Um, But the problem is someone's hacked it, gotten into it, and now these players can't get out of that VR world. Oh, wow. And if they die in the game, they die in real life. Ooh. Yeah. It's like the Treehouse of Horror episode. mm, It's the only (laughs) way they can actually get out of it alive is to beat the boss at a level 100. Right. Oh. Which is a long way for a lot of players. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so now they all have to kind of like work together and then you've got, you know, players that are playing evil characters and it's just so fascinating so far and I've only watched like the first like five-ish episodes and really enjoying it sounds really cool for you <laughs> it's so good mm. it's it started a while ago they've i think they've made like a different sort of uh 
um, a new season to it, which has a different title to it, but it's still sort out of yeah. line with a different it has subtitle. A different, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. But so far, so good. I'm mm-hmm. really enjoying it. Um, I also had the opportunity to watch Tick, Tick, Boom recently. Yes. I'm... Oh, man. I don't know how I hadn't seen that already. Um, but I really enjoyed it. It's um, so good. Now I really want to watch Rent. Just, mm-hmm. just I, because same of Same thing happened to me. <laughs> I, 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 I watched Rent not long after watching that. Too. Yeah. Was... yeah. So now I really want to watch Rent. i um, got to find where I can watch that. It's Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just also been binging on a sitcom as I do, and that's Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah, just absolutely love that show. Classic. Because I know that growing up, um, I haven't actually watched every single episode from start to finish. Mm. I've only seen like random episodes that would pop up on TV. Uh, and now I, now I was like, all right, well, I'm going to start it from the beginning and then mm-hmm. work my way all the way through and, yeah. um, realizing how much I'm really hoping I never have a mother-in-law like Marie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just what nightmares are made of, right? <laughs> Tell me about it. Jeez. Um, but yes, um, essentially there's pretty much what I've been up to. I mean, there's still a couple of other things that I still have to do coming up in the next couple of weeks. Yep. Um, but we'll talk about that next time. And yeah, that's pretty much been my month. How about you, Kendall? Me? Yes. Well, um, it's been a, so far it's been a month of watching many, many things. Mostly my life revolves around working and watching Yeah. and podcasting. (laughs) Um, but, um, yeah, the Batman came out. Mm. So yeah, there's something I still have to watch. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> very happy. Very happy with it. Very happy. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to like Wayne. I know you haven't seen it yet, have you? No, that's it's a reflection of what my month has been like. Yeah. But yes, not even the Batman could get me to the cinemas yet. Yes. Yet. <laughs> yes. It will be watched on the big screen. But good. Yes. Good. Yeah. Find the time because not to not to put high expectations, but. Battinson, potentially best Batman since Michael Keaton. Wow. I've been okay. hearing that a lot. That's how I'm feeling. Um, I'm less sold on his Bruce Wayne now, but that's only because he's, the movie focuses more on Batman than it does Bruce. Okay. But I won't say any more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, still very, very good. I was just blown away. Like I was, I was all, I was one of those people who like, I love that he's an amazing actor and he can do anything, but I was like, Batman, really? Okay. Mm. But yeah, he won me over. Good. He was, yeah, he was great. And the vision of Gotham is just, is just stunning. So mm. if you haven't seen the Batman, get around it. Um, and then the other big thing that I watched in, 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 uh, in March, I finally, finally, finally saw Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Hey. Finally happened. Worth the wait, Kendall? Worth the wait, absolutely yeah. worth the wait. Oh my god. I might have a new favourite character, and his name is Scorpius Malfoy. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> or at least the actor playing him was just yeah. amazing, crushed it. Like the whole cast, really. Like they cast very well, I think. Um, and it was just a great story. Like it didn't, you could tell it wasn't. Uh, completely from JK Rowling like it definitely definitely did have different vibes to it uh in certain ways but I kind of liked how it was like a continuation to the story and also an homage to what came before mm. sort of thing but just 
the best thing about it really is just this watching it yeah. this the set design probably some of the best i've ever seen the choreography the choreography is just oh man because they have like they have like a rotate part of the stage rotates yeah. at, at points and they and all the players have to move seamlessly yeah and they just like clockwork they just nail it like is it's it similar just... to like the staging of hamilton how that sort of rotates a lot and the actors sort of move along yeah, not, not so, so, sort of but yeah a little, similar but different yeah. yeah they also have to make them the magic like you look real yeah, on stage, yeah. especially because it's on stage and not behind a camera yeah. where you yeah. put effects in yeah. and they do a quite a good job i mean like it depending apparently it depends on where you sit because i i spoke to a friend who sat closer to the stage and they could some of the illusions fell apart for them when you're closer oh, okay. but i was i was back yeah. yeah and it all looked amazing to me i mean i was completely taken in like because some of it was just like how are they doing that i mean i know it's wires but how are they doing that? <laughs> i absolutely love the scene the the fight scene which fight the, scene? The, the, the battle scene where it look, like it's so dark yeah and they're sort of like being picked up and being turned around but you can't see the person that's actually doing that yeah i think it's there's a there's a duel between Draco and Harry I think that's what yeah, we're talking yeah, about yeah yeah because they're like they're like jumping off on and off like tables and mm-hmm. stuff and like you know kind of just movements that a, a regular human can't really do you know and and it, but it looks really really great I thought they were on wires but it's people turning it's them around a, I, I'm pretty sure it's people I know I think you're right cause, in black because my mate said that yeah and I was like they must be strong. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but my two favorite effects were there's there's a because they're they're doing time there's time timey wimey wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff going on and the effect they do they use the lighting to make the stage look like it's vibrating. Oh wow! Like like Distort. pulsing. Yeah. Yeah. Just it like yeah. Oh, I. Yeah. <laughs> Movie magic. Um, on and stage. On stage. On stage, yeah. And then the Dementors were incredible. How was how awesome was it when you saw them in like above the audience? Mm-hmm. It was so creepy. It Scary. Was, it yeah. was so especially because where I was sitting, we were underneath. We were in the the stalls, but we were underneath the first level. Oh, like under the, the dress, dress circle. Under the dress circle. So um, we were watching the Dementors, you know, on the stage, sort of starting to creep out, and then all of a sudden. It, one of them comes straight yeah. down, just yeah. not like not far from where we were. And we're like, oh god! And then it's like so loud in there too. Yeah. It's like a sensory overload. My uh, me, oh. me and Marie went to that show when it sort of first was released. Yeah, yeah. And we, we sat in the dress circle, mm. and so but we were a little bit further towards the back of the dress circle, so we couldn't really see too much what was going on above that. Mm. But as soon as we saw the drapes of the <laughs> of the Dementors come down, we're like, holy. Crap. <laughs> they did. They did the Dementors justice like, right. so well. Holy yeah. crap! But yeah, I won't spoil too much more of the Cursed Child because it's, it's just. It, it, there's one thing describing it, but seeing it, you have to see it. You need to be there to experience it. Yeah. yeah. How yeah. great is it that theatre is up and running again? Hell it's lively yeah. And yeah, it's really good to hear that everyone's going back to the theatre. I know, yeah. I know. And I, I was also like surprised because you know, even though there's been two years of a pandemic in between, you know, Harry Potter opening mm. in Melbourne. And um, well, I think it opened in like 2018, maybe was it, or was it 2019? It was 2019. 2019. Anyway, there's been some time, um, and I was like, 
surprised to see a packed house basically because yeah. i'm like this show's been around for ages but then again yeah we haven't been able to go anywhere or see anything for for so long yeah. and now they're about to merge it into the, the single play yeah. yeah two parts so i'm going back <laughs> oh yeah me too yeah see so the succinct version yes yes so but yeah i'm so glad to have finally seen it it was mm. wonderful Right. It was wonderful. Yes. Yes. Wayne. Yes. My dear. Yes. How, I mean, I should feel like I should say, how have your months been? <laughs> but, but what's, what's going on with you? Well, how, how's March for Wayne? So March far? has been, March has been good. Um, good. Uh, look, I'm settling into a new job and that's where most of my March has been. Um, so I've, I've moved um, out of the retail industry into the um, education industry so it's a big shift, yeah. um, but uh, learning lots of things uh, about myself as well as, as well as the job and the people I'm around. Uh, but it's been a wonderful experience. It's been absolutely exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I sort of um, miss the whole thing about the thing I miss about retail is that you just sort of walk out and leave it when you when you're yeah. out the door. Yeah. Um, not so much in the job that I'm in now. No. No. Um, but I do love it and I do enjoy it um, mm-hmm. and I do. You know, I'm excited to be at work every day and, um, yeah, look forward to all the challenges and, you know, and I'm writing stories in my head based on my experiences <laughs> because school is a lot different to how it was when I was a, yeah. a teenager, mm. really, really different. So it's, it's nice to have that, that perspective. Um, but yeah, but look, I, when I can, I've been watching a few things. Good. Um, not a lot, admittedly, <laughs> but a few things. Um, but like Tick Tick Boom was one of my highlights yeah. as well. So great, um, right? I, I yeah, I had I had seen Rent um, before that before that. So and like my relationship with Rent goes, you know, way 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 back. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, a friend of mine had seen it when it first came to Melbourne on stage. Oh, cool. Um, and lent me the soundtrack so i was quite familiar with the soundtrack and the soundtrack to rent is so beautiful because mm. it's uh, almost like the equivalent of an audiobook because everything in the play um in the music you know stage production is sung and what yeah um isn't sung is spoken but those spoken bits are also on the album so oh, if you great. close your eyes you can you, get the whole you are essentially experiencing the entire that's play. Cool. that's my understanding of it because it all makes sense it's yeah. all so yeah. um fluent so i've always really loved rent i really like the um film adaptation as well that came out quite a few years after that mm. um so then going to watch tick tick boom it was okay i now it's the story yeah. of how um jonathan made Rent and what was inspiring him, and you know, Tick Tick Boom itself is its own play. It is about yeah. it, you know, yeah. a, a struggling creative. Mm. Um, but I did find it interesting because I know that um, you know we're more critical these days about representation, and we're really um, endorsing broad representation, which is fantastic. Uh, it's what we need to do, right? Yeah. Um, but I know that um, Jonathan had received. Well, I mean, he wasn't alive to see the success of Rent, but mm. um, there was you know, criticism about rent almost always in terms of representation and the certain fates of certain characters mm. within that play. Mm-hmm. And even recently um, when Tick, Tick, with Tick Tick Boom Out, people, you know, critiquing the fact that, you know, this play was written by a, a white heterosexual male. Yeah. But um, 
But in saying that, I think what I like about Tick, Tick, Boom is for anyone who feels critical of rent because of that perspective, um, that perspective is never hidden. It's somebody's experience. It's yeah. somebody really watching um, the people around him and what they're experiencing. Um, so I was a big fan of it and it's definitely been a film highlight um, of the year for me. Like, I just think it's one of, you know, it was such a strong, a strong movie. And because I've got such an affection for Rent, um, it just made me embrace it even more and, and, and seeing that. So, yeah, look, unfortunately, haven't had a lot of free time, um, but I'm glad that when I have, um, I've been engaging in things that I've actually enjoyed and <laughs> not feeling um, choresome. So, Good. yeah, look, uh, a lot of work, a little bit of play, but that's been my marvelous march so far. Hey. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Okay, so the reason for the uh, the fact that we're you know only talking about part of our march and not the whole thing is because um, no, we're not doing a convincing game, but <laughs> <laughs> we're doing something a little along those lines where we need to record half first and half later because we're doing an Oscars prediction podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So we're going to be going around um, and, uh, uh, you know, hearing everyone's thoughts on who they think deserves to take home uh, this the statue on the night. Uh, and then we'll come back and uh, tally up how uh who we who we picked who we said and then tally up the scores and see who comes out on top yes when we come back so um yeah so it's exciting but we're not doing every single category because <laughs> that would be a very long podcast yes if we did so. it would be as long as the ceremony if not longer <laughs> yes yes and that's even after they've they've trimmed it down <laughs> the live broadcast lord um yes so um celebrating the movies of 2021 uh, and early 2022 i should say um yes fulia yes would you like to start us off with our first category i will so the nominees for best visual effects are june spider-man no way home free guy no time to die and shang chi and the legend of the ten rings Mm. Some strong nominees there. Strong, strong nominees. Yes. Um, Wayne, mm. your your thoughts on visual effects? Yeah, like visuals play an important part in all of these movies in terms of um, you know cr- literally creating worlds. Yes. Um, or enhancing worlds. Um, some of these are really visually um, heavy in terms of in terms of the visual effects. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that like the superhero films in this category rely on the visual effects to really enhance the story. And of course there's always that, that stylized violence, um, that that you can only get away with if you've got strong visual effects, because if they don't work, you don't believe that the action, the fighting, you don't believe that, um, it kind of loses the momentum there. It's, you know, you, you pay your money at the box office to see these battles really. Mm -hmm. And I do have to say, especially because, um, Shang-Chi and Spider-Man are a part of an expansive franchise. You know, we've seen a lot of fighting. We've seen a lot of visual effects. So you do feel that every entry feels the pressure to up its game. And I'm glad that they do feel that pressure because it means yeah. that they're really um, serving the fans who are investing their time mm-hmm. in them. 
Um, Free Guy, for example, is one that's literally, um, you know, a world created, Mm. um, and so is Dune. Mm. Um, But for my money, just by the looks uh, of the overall overall product, I'm leaning towards Dune taking this one out. Okay. Because I feel like all the other films have quite recognizable worlds. Mm -hmm. Like, even though Free Guy, for example, is you know, a, a computer game, but it's buildings, it's shops, it's things that we can relate to. Whereas Dune is like, it's literally creating a world. Yeah. Um, and some could argue that when you're representing real world, like most of these movies do, that's harder because mm-hmm. we have actual things to compare them to, mm-hmm. but there's just something magical about your own world. And yes, it's based on, on, on a text where they're getting a lot of their information mm. and, and inspiration from. Mm-hmm. Um, but aesthetically speaking, I like the way that Dune looks. So that's where my vote will go. Yeah. Nice. Dune. Yeah. Dune. Very good. Yeah. Fully, how are you feeling about visual effects? Oh, look, um, out of all of these, I think I've only seen three of the films. And although I have seen the trailers for all of them, um, as my free guy is probably one of my favorite films of like it's kind of like my my um, my film of the year essentially yeah. just so much fun mm-hmm. it's great so like really good humor and you know and the fact that you know as a as a video gamer myself just seeing everything pop up all these little easter eggs that pop up in the film just made me enjoy it even more mm-hmm. um and like I, and I understand where, where you're coming from, Wayne, that mm. video games is definitely very visual, he- mm. visual effects heavy. It's a created world. Um, and as much as I'd love to see Free Guy win this one out <laughs> because the visual effects yeah. were just so good. Um, I, I, for me, I feel like Shang-Chi might get this one. Mm-hmm. Because the visual effects in that were very convincing, mm-hmm. um, especially towards the end with the big battle, yeah. um, you know, with the dragon and just like, oh my gosh, it was absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Absolutely loved it so mm-hmm. much. So, mm-hmm. um, and you know, especially with all these other little characters, like um, animal characters, they it just it made this whole world look absolutely stunning. Um, and very convincing to me. So I feel like Shang-Chi in The Legend of Ten Rings might get that one. It had a stunning aesthetic. Yes. I don't blame you for thinking <laughs> yeah. it. It had a stunning aesthetic. Yeah, mm. yeah. You're not wrong. What do you um, reckon, Kendall? Yes, yes. Well, this is a, you know, like a lot of these categories we're going to discuss, very, very tough. Mm. Um, you know, I've seen all these films except for No Time to Die, um, so I can't speak to that. But, um, you know... Obviously, the Marvel fangirl and me really <laughs> would love to see Marvel Studios take an Oscar. I mean, they generally, they when they're nominated in this category, they tend to walk away with the award. Mm. Um, you know, so it's not entirely uncommon. Um, I so and that you know they've got a good a good shot this year. I mean, you know, just to go off, Shang Chi was like so beautiful. Like as soon as you went to Talo and just saw the beautiful world that they kind of created Mm. and uh the creatures just looked all of them looked so good and then the the dragon at the end was Mm. just i love the dragon like it was just beautiful the Mm. color on it the way it moved um it's just really great to see and then there's even like you know just i also really love 
how visually pleasing it was to watch um, his parents have that fight when they were yes. when they were falling in love with each mm. other, and it was like this dance sort mm. of you know, and the way that they would move, the way especially she would move yeah. and glide, and the way I, the I feel like would, a lot of the know. movements that the mother made was very tai chi heavy, very much, yeah. Um, whereas the father was more of the combat styles of like kung fu, yeah, yeah. Um, very true. But it was like a, such a seamless kind of use mm. of practical and visual effects. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, and that's a really good, you know, way for visual effects to be effective, I think, is when they are not really noticeable. Um, true. I, yeah. Um, which is what brings me to Dune, which was one of my favorite movies of last year. Uh, I, I, I absolutely adore this film. Um, it's a masterpiece in my opinion. Um, so yeah. And just like, you know, everything you said, Wayne, about its aesthetic and about the fact that they literally had to kind of build this world Mm. to bring you into it. And they do such a good job. Like it's, it's such a seamless mix of practical and, and visual effects and computer generated effects that they're doing is just it was just mind blowing certain certain things like they were showing us you know these spacecraft um but they looked like they were genuinely there mm. and you know they one of my favorite effects was there were there are these things called ornithopters they're like helicopters but they look like like dragonflies sort of thing cool like the way their wings come out and they go up and down like that not good on a podcast (laughs) imagine a dragonfly wings um (laughs) and they actually used real helicopters to generate the you know the dust cloud and the wind because it's very obviously very similar in that way and then they superimpose the the ornithopter over it and it just looks great but it's just and the way like there's like all these shields that are used like shields for the craft uh, all the you know the well to do uh, in this story they have personal shields that they yeah. activate um, that are notoriously hilarious when you look at the David Lynch version of the film <laughs> but then again it was the 1980s um, but in this it was it's just done in such a really cool clever way they and they use sound to to elevate it so it's just it's dune 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 all the way dune all the way for me <laughs> on, on the visual effects. Just the world they created um, was just beautiful. Mm. Uh, and a sci-fi world, even though Dune's been made into different adaptations before, is just done in such a original and unique way. Difficult to do. Very difficult yeah, to difficult do. Yeah, difficult to do. Yeah, especially for something that, you know, the source material is basically part of the reason we have Star Wars, for yeah. example. You know, it's inspired so many other sci-fi things yeah. of the genre. So it's just, yeah. Yeah. Dune, Dune for visual effects. Dune for visual effects. All right. Um, I shall read our next batch of nominees, which are for best song. Um, here we go. So um, from King Richard, we have Be Alive. Um, which is performed by Beyonce in the movie. Um, and from Encanto, we have Dos Oruguitas, uh, music and lyrics by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Uh, Down to Joy from Belfast um, by Van Morrison. No Time to Die uh, from No Time to Die. 
uh, by Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell and Somehow You Do from the film Four Good Days uh, by Diane Warren. Um, what do you reckon? Song. How are you feeling? I have probably only heard one of them, so I'm not going to be able to say much. That's fine. That's fine. Um, yeah, look, it's going to be hard for me to say which one's going to be the winner since I've only heard one out of the five that's listed there. Um, I'm just going to maybe... Like, I loved Encanto. Encanto was a really beautiful animated musical film. Yes. Um, and so the music that came from from that movie just absolutely loved it so much. Mm. Um, and and I know that um, Dos Orgat... Uh, oru, oh, my gosh. My Spanish is not great. <laughs> Orugot... Mm, no. I think it's Oruguitas. Oruguitas? I think. I think. Okay. Dos Oruguitas. I am so sorry. <laughs> um, it's actually a really beautiful song, even though is, I haven't yeah. really looked into the lyrics itself. But just visually seeing it performed on screen was um, was really really sweet. Um, so I don't know. Maybe maybe that song might win. It's very likely. <laughs> I'm gonna say that one. Very good. <laughs> Nice. Wayne, mm. original song. Look, the James Bond fan in me really wants yeah. <laughs> to say No Time to Die. Um, the For those who don't um, engage that much with James Bond, the um, music, like the theme song to every film and the opening title sequence are epic. Yeah. They're all, they, they get more sort of elaborate, I guess, as the films go on. Um, they didn't really start being so until about the second or third movie. Um, but once they sort of decided that this was the style, you know, this was it. Um, so I'd love to see a James Bond film take it out. But to be perfectly honest, I think that um, Beyonce is going to take home her first Oscar with oh. Be Alive. I think she's in for a chance. Yeah. I think she's in for a chance. Okay. Because she's Beyonce. Well, she is Queen Bee. She absolutely <laughs> is. And as you can see, there's... No other real justification for it, <laughs> but I've just gone. Look, Beyonce's got her first Oscar nomination, and I think she can take it out. <laughs> but Kendall, you are the music expert. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, look, I've uh, let's see. I've heard most of these songs. Um, look, I mean, this is this is again another tough category. Um, there are so many fantastic songs in here. Um, I would love to see Dos Oroguitas get up because mm. it's a Spanish language song and it's beautiful and it's used so powerfully in the movie. Mm. Like it really, really, it's a tearful moment of Encanto when yeah. that song is playing. Um, which is funny because like, I think everyone was expecting we don't talk about Bruno because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that seems to be the song, but yeah. Like, you could have nominated, I think, any song from that soundtrack. Like, Surface Pressure is amazing as well. Um, So, you know, to see something from Encanto get up would be wonderful. Beyonce is fantastic. (laughs) Be Alive is a powerhouse Mm. of a song. And it would be so good to see her win her first Oscar. Because she's been nominated a few times for Best Song and hasn't, uh, unfortunately, crossed over the line. But 
um, this would be a great song to see her take the win. Um, Van Morrison is obviously another uh, prolific singer-songwriter, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so, so to see him nominated for an Oscar is great. And the song is really good. Like, it's, there's nothing really, like, you know, to it. Like, it's nothing grand or nothing yeah. epic or anything, but it's just, it perfectly kind of captures mm-hmm. what Belfast represents as a film. Um, it's, yeah, it's lovely. Uh, um, and then, well, Diane Warren basically only writes Oscar nominated songs. <laughs> like the only time now I see her name these days is if it's in a list of Oscar noms. Like she's just a powerhouse of yeah. a songwriter. Um, but for me, um, I have to say, I, I think No Time to Die will take this one. You reckon? Yes, because A... Uh, Billy and her brother Phineas are like the songwriting duo mm. of the moment um, and she is so like like a lot of people some like come across her voice because she's very like she mumbles sings a bit mm. like she doesn't really she doesn't have that powerful voice like Beyonce for yeah. example but the way she uses her voice like you know the like the quiet moments mm. she does like in certain songs she belts out a bit more and stuff like now she's getting older she's in her 20s now so um so her singing's getting better and better and better but her songwriting is just impeccable like the two of them together are just amazing and i love her music so much but the main reason i pick no time to die apart from the fact that i'm a billy eilish fan is because it's basically won all of the awards yeah. in this category <laughs> at the Golden Globes, at the BAFTAs, you know, all the major mm. the major shows it's taken home the gong. But there definitely could be an upset. Like the, the Oscars are known for their upsets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, but I'm, my money's on No Time to Die. Nice one. The song, yes. Mm. Yes. Um, all right, Wayne, mm-hmm. take us through the nominees for Best Supporting Actress. Best Supporting Actress. Okay. So we have Jessie Buckley from The Lost Daughter. Ariana Dubose from West Side Story. The incredible Judy Dench from Belfast. Kirsten Dunst, The Power of the Dog. And Anjanu Ellis from King Richard. Mm. A great collection of women here. Great indeed. Yeah. Yes. Like I've got the biggest soft spot for Judy Dench. Ah, uh, who doesn't? And, yes, and you know, again, she's my favourite M in James Bond as well. <laughs> she <laughs> so is. I'm gonna keep going to James Bond wherever I can at the moment. <laughs> um, Good. But yeah, but she's just a remarkable screen presence. Um, this one's tough. Yeah. I actually think this one is really tough because you've got some films here who are getting so many nominations so for example like West Side Story Power of the Dog lots of noms um and sometimes you don't know if that momentum is going to translate to the major five Mm -hmm. uh or you know how that's how that might spill over I will say one thing though that you know like the original West Side Story I think is absolutely remarkable and um Rita Moreno who played um, Anita. Anita. Yeah. Killed it. Yeah. Like stole the show in that movie. Mm-hmm. And Ariana does Devote. a really yes. good job here. She does. Yeah. Um, and she is also the highlight in West Side Story. So it says something about the character and the actress playing her. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm swaying towards her for this one. Hey. I think she'll take it home. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be close. Yeah. But I think she'll take it home. Nice. Yeah. Nice. What do you reckon? Yeah. What do I reckon? Well. Um, yeah, just to really echo what you just said, this is a, t- a tough one. Mm. I'm going to say that with a lot of these categories yeah. because it's true. Um, a lot of there, there are not really a lot of clear front runners. Mm. And this is one category where I really feel that having seen these performances, I'm just, you know, I would be happy for any of these women mm. to win, to be honest. Like, yeah. I don't think anyone's going to lose. Yeah. Really. Um, because they're just, all of them are just insanely good um gosh i mean like uh, it's it's so hard to pick one um because i i jesse buckley i think i don't think she'll win for for this role she was so good in the lost daughter she mm-hmm. plays a younger version of olivia coleman's character right and just just crushes it she's just so good just gives this like layered nuanced performance that's just mm. the scenes where it's just all in the face and she's just selling every moment and yeah. it's just brilliant she's she's an actress to watch like she's been up and coming for a while now um you know finally breaking out of mm. britain and doing you know seeing success abroad which yeah. is fantastic because she, yeah, she's just so talented so she's gonna win an oscar one day but i don't <laughs> think it's gonna be for this one unfortunately just based on who she's up against um Kirsten Dunst, Power of the Dog, mm. one of her best performances she's ever given. I, yeah, seriously. How good does it seem Kirsten oh. Dunst get this recognition? I know. You know, Finally. it's so good to see, yes. to see her getting this recognition. Because I feel like her career in terms of public awareness is almost peaks and valleys. Mm. You know, from Interview with the Vampire and then, okay, and then Spider-Man and then, you know, and so I, yeah, I'm... Yeah, I'm happy to see her on this list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I squealed when her name yeah. was read out when they announced the yeah. nom- nominations because, yeah, she she just was remarkable as this character, just this beautifully just tortured wife, you know, being haunted by um, Benedict Cumberbatch's character in this film. Like, you know, there's just this super tense, uh, you know, relationship happening you know where they don't like each other Mm. and and they are both having a hard time especially her and she just does it so well um so i i would love to see her win however it's got to be ariana Mm. debose she is just i'm so glad we know her as a talent now Mm. because obviously she's she's had had some success on on like stage and stuff but this is her first time really kind of you know, break big breakthrough mm. on the screen, um, and uh, similar to No Time to Die, the song, she's she's winning this category everywhere, yeah. left, right, and center. So yeah, and and for good reason because she's just she is the highlight of West Side Story. One hundred percent, she yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Like Anita is such a great character, and the way Ariana plays her is just she brings she like. You know, and she, she's not even copying Rita Moreno. She's doing her own take. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just as good, if not better, in certain ways. Like, they're both just so strong in their performances. So, um, yeah, I would love to see her win. I think I think she's got it in the bag, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fulia, how are you feeling about supporting actress? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how much I can contribute to this because no, I don't okay. really know many of these um, 
actresses apart from Kirsten Dunst from like Spider Man, and that's about it. <laughs> Do you like you like Kirsten in Spider Man, though, right? I did like her back then. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, haven't really seen her in anything recently. So, and then you know, seeing all these different names. I mean, I Judy Dench is yeah. just an amazing actress mm-hmm. in her own right. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I'm based on their performances. I can't really say anything because I just I haven't seen the movies, so I don't know who to pick. <laughs> um. Look, I've been hearing a lot of good things coming out of King Richard. Mm-hmm. Um, there've been a lot, like from the other from the other award ceremonies. I've heard that he, that King Richard's been getting a lot of attention, um, and I know that Will Smith definitely won. I think in the Baftas, he did. Uh, so uh, I'm just I'm just going to pick Ingenue um, Ingenue Alice, just purely on the fact that it's <laughs> getting attention. <laughs> Yeah, and that's fair. And she's in with a shot. Yeah, she she is, and she is really really good in King Richard as well. Like she, so she plays Serena and Venus's mum, mm. and yeah, she is a wonderful, powerful woman in that. Like such a great foil to Will Smith. <laughs> like you know, she's she's the straight man. Yeah. She she you know puts him in in his place when the time comes, and she does such a great job. So. Yeah, so good pick for Leah. <laughs> Very good pick. Very good pick. Um, all right. Well, Foya, while we're on you, would you like to read out the nominees for Best Supporting Actor? Sure. So the nominees for Best Supporting Actor are Troy Kotzer for Coda, uh, Cody Smith-McPhee for The Power of the Dog, J.K. Simmons for Being the Ricardos, Kieran Hines for Belfast and Jesse Plemons for The Power of the Dog. We've got two Power of the Dog nominees in here. We sure do. It's a dog fight. Yeah. It's a dog (laughs) fight. Someone had to say it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, All right, well, I'll just go first. Um, Yeah, again, tough category. I don't think this one is probably as tough as the supporting actress category um but it's yeah there's some big names here that are just you know all deserving of the award um my goodness i mean look i love jk simmons i don't think he'll i don't think he's in with a shot for being with being the ricardos he was very good in the movie um very very good but i don't think this is it for him um i would love to see cody smith mcphee get up mostly because he's Australian (laughs) Um, and it's always good to see uh, you know Aussie talent go far and succeed Um, and so just to have him nominated is great and he deserves it too because he's really really great in the film Um, really really good I love Jesse Plemons I'm such a fan of his Um, and he's 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 good in Power of the Dog but he's for me he's not uh, I don't know, he doesn't stand out as much um, when I think of the cast of Power of the Dog and their performances. Like, he's great in it. He's just not in it very much. It's not really much about his character, per se. Um, so, yeah, for me, as much as I also liked Kieran Hines in Belfast, hands down this has to go to Troy Kotzer for Coda. Again, he's been winning a lot of the awards uh, so far. Um, he recently was the first... 
uh, first deaf winner of a SAG wow. uh, and a BAFTA, I believe, too, uh, which is just brilliant mm. to see. And he deserves it because he was heartbreakingly good in, in Coda. Um, just just beautiful. Um, this wonderful performance. You know, the, the ability to just make a person feel without words. Mm. Like, that's talent. And, mm. he, yeah, he really shows that. Um, so I would love to see him win. I think, I think he's, got, he's got this one. Mm. Yeah. Wayne? Yeah. Um, look, we always love an Aussie contender. Yeah, <laughs> always love go. an Aussie contender. Um, but I agree with you, Kendall. I think that Troy Kotzer will continue the momentum. Um, and I think that this might be an Oscar for him, which is quite exciting. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, but also, side note, great to see J.K. Simmons nominated again. Um, yeah. It wasn't too long ago that he won his first Oscar. And I, I was know. so happy for him to have won. Um, but that's just, there's a lot of personal biases for me in this <laughs> category. But yeah, but I think I think if the, the momentum is sort of swaying towards Troy's, Troy's way, so I say... Take it home, son. Yeah. <laughs> like, go for it. Yeah. yeah. So that is my tip for you. Yeah, I think I'm going to agree. Even though I haven't seen these films, um, the fact that we've been hearing that Troy Kotzer has been winning these awards already mm-hmm. um, just m- cements it a little bit more that it, it, it could definitely be him. Um, so I'm, I'm also going to say that it's going to be Troy Kotzer. Oh. Yeah. Nice, nice. Okay, next category is Best Actress. Um, oh, gosh. If we could just have any of them win again, please, just mm. all of them. Oh, yeah, I love these actresses. They're so good. Um, I mean, again, you know, Ozzy, 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 Nicole mm-hmm. nominated again um, for being the Ricardos. She brought Lucille Ball back to life very briefly, and it was just uh, wonderful to watch. Um, so it's really nice that she got a nomination. Um, I don't think she's going to take it, though. Um, Olivia Coleman, fantastic as always. Uh, the Lost Daughter is such an interesting film. Um, about subject matter we don't really see very often you know mm. a woman who's a mum but doesn't really feel like a mum mm. and struggles with that um you know so yeah she's just yeah very complex in that one um but I don't think she's got it either um I love Parallel Mothers beautiful Spanish film that should have been nominated for best uh, you know, foreign film, but unfortunately, we did not get it. Got snubbed completely. However, Penelope is definitely deserving of a uh, a nomination. It's a it's a great movie. I highly recommend people watch it. Uh, and yeah, she's she's great in it. She's brilliant in it. Uh, for me, for this one, it does really come down to Kristen Stewart for Spencer and Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Um, I love Kristen Stewart so much, and she deserves this nomination. Like, she, mm. like you, you guys saw how good Emma Corrin was as mm. Diana mm. in The Crown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's she like Kristen. She does it differently, but just as good. Yeah, just as believable. Um, which is, you know, interesting for someone like Kristen Stewart, who is you know has such a career in the spotlight. You know, being part of. 
a very big box office franchise like mm. Twilight and having that always attached to her. A lot of people tend to write her off, yeah. um, which is disappointing because she's very talented. Mm. Um, you know, watch any five indie movies she does for every one box office film mm. and, she, you know, she's just killing it. Um, so it's really nice to see her talent as an actress being acknowledged with this nomination. And I would really, really love to see her win. Um, but it has to be Jessica Chastain. Uh, my money is going on Jessica <laughs> Chastain all the way. I love The Eyes of Tammy Faye. It's such a good film. Uh, Andrew Garfield is also in that. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, it just... I'm a sucker for a true story film. And this is one... You know, I knew who Tammy Faye Baker was. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know her story, uh, and and she, the way Jessica, like, she campaigned for this role, yeah. like she'd been trying to get this movie made for so long, for so long, um, and you know she finally finally got it uh, got it done, and it's just it's such a great film, um, and she's just probably a career best performance um, from her, and you know she's had a bunch of career best performances in almost everything she does you know this is not her first oscar nomination you know um so yeah it's just i just really really want to see her win just because she was just so good um yeah she was just so good in the role bringing bringing tammy faye back to us um yeah yeah just you'd it was one of those performances where you don't see the actress in, right. in the character yeah, yeah. like just that's how good she was mm. that's how good so yeah Jessica Chastain all the way um okay so um yeah Fulia best actress oh look to be honest out of all of the nominees um Jessica Chastain's probably an actress that I haven't seen in a film um in the past but the rest I have. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to base it off that. Uh, I know that Olivia Coleman is an absolutely brilliant actress. Yeah. Especially with her performance in The Crown and The Favourite. Yeah. My goodness. I, <laughs> that was a movie. <laughs> yes. It certainly was. Um, Christian Stewart. Um, I haven't really seen much of her work. But um, I have heard that she's been doing really well. With, with her with her career um, Nicole Kidman of course you know I've seen her in a you know a few films in the past um, Penelope, Penelope Cruz as well um, look I'd love to see Olivia Coleman win this one <laughs> um, just purely because she's just absolutely an amazing actress and mm. she, her performances are always just so on point um, that she just does such an amazing job, so I'm going to say Olivia Coleman. Nice, nice, very good, Wayne. Look, I had <laughs> I had to chuckle a little bit when you mentioned Olivia Coleman, um, and definitely not out of disrespect, but just because thinking of her last Oscar win speech, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> I almost just want to say Olivia Coleman just so I can get another speech. Yes. <laughs> Because I absolutely oh. love her. She's absolutely so good. love, love, love her. Um, and I love her speeches as yeah. well. Oh my god. I still I st- 
still think about her Oscars acceptance speech where she's like, Lady Gaga. Oh. <laughs> Such a dag. And she's... she did not care. No, I just... Oh. Just fangirl. Yeah. Just bless her. She's just wonderful. So pure. Yeah. yeah. Genuine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely love Olivia Coleman. Um, and... Once again, good to see an Aussie being represented here. Um, I'm going to um, sway towards uh, Kristen Stewart. Oh. Yeah. So I'm somebody who has always liked Kristen Stewart. I think she's a a good actress, regardless whether it's blockbuster, indie, whatever. Charlie's Angels, that film deserved a better reception. I I agree. No, no, you're right. Um, You're right. (laughs) And she was amazing in it too. Mm. Um, I just feel like... uh, as a general rule, uh, there's certain members of, of the public who always have um, not so very nice things to say about um, Kristen Stewart, and mm. I don't think that they're fair um, at all. Um, and I feel like this role is almost a redemption for her. Yes. Not that she had anything to redeem or to prove to anyone no. either, but I think that no. this will probably help set naysayers to shut up for once um, yeah. <laughs> quite quite honestly but i think she might be in with a chance to do this yeah. I, I i don't think she's a favorite no but i think she might take it home wouldn't surprise me if she took it home and i'd be excited mm. for her to do that yeah, yeah. so yeah. I, i'm going with her nice <laughs> nice okay so our next category wayne mm-hmm. would you like to do the honors would love to. <laughs> so for best actor in a leading role, Javier Bardem being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch, The Power of the Dog, Andrew Garfield, Tick Tick Boom, <laughs> Will Smith for King Richard, and Denzel Washington for The Tragedy of Macbeth. Mm. How great are these guys? Yeah. <laughs> like how great is the yeah. talent here? Yeah. You know what? I think I you couldn't be angry if any one of these guys took it home. Like you couldn't no. be disappointed. Like you couldn't even be disappointed no. for those who didn't take the statuette home because the winner would feel just. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't um, hop on too much about each of them because I feel like that they're all worthy um, for this film and taking even their back catalogs into account. But look, for me, it's definitely Andrew Garfield. I just when I saw him in Tick Tick Boom, I was just, I was just in awe. Yeah, I was in awe of the energy, of the talent, of the passion, of the commitment, mm-hmm. of the performance. Like I've been a fan of Andrew Garfield since we first saw him as Spider Man. Yeah, um, and I and feel like that his um, portrayal of Spider Man um, is grossly underrated. Like, and I feel that that's quite consistent with him. I think while people know him people like him mm. i don't think he's given the amount of praise that he deserves for what he does for the films that he is in and i think yeah. that tick tick boom is a wonderful example mm-hmm. of the talent that this man has i want him to win it a hundred percent love all the other guys and again i'm not going to be angry if any of the others win but I would really, really be happy for Andrew Garfield to win this one. Yes. Yeah. What did you think, Kendall? Oh, gosh. Yeah, look. Um, you know, similar sentiments about the, the gentlemen in this category. Mm. It's a, you know, they're just, they're all supremely wonderful in their own ways. Um, yeah, my God. Um, 
I mean, I'm a sucker for Benedict, mm-hmm. you know, Doctor Strange. Uh, he's just, you know, he's just, he's just brilliant. He's just, he's just brilliant. And, you know, he, I, I would have loved to have seen him years ago get for the imitation game. Mm. Uh, he got nominated, but he didn't win. I don't, I don't think that year. I'm pretty sure that was also the year that Eddie Redmayne played, uh, Stephen Hawking. Mm. And I think, I think those were at the same time, but, um, so again, he finds himself, you know, up against some tough, tough competition. Um, so I would love to see him win. And he was very, very good in Power of the Dog. Like, he gives such a just... Oh, there's there's a tragedy to his performance, mm. his character. Uh, and he plays it just in such a way where you hate him, but you you feel bad for hating him mm. like he's just yeah he's a he's an interesting character sort of a um, good performer to do that uh, yeah you know to have that complexity and for somebody sure. who you like even though they're unlikable yeah yeah absolutely yeah exactly um uh, yeah i loved javier in being the ricardos he was great as desi Arnaz. um denzel was awesome as uh as macbeth um, and that film was very, very good. Mm. Um, I feel like it deserves a little bit more uh, Oscar attention, but um, but yeah, it's great to see him nominated again because it's Denzel Washington. Mm. Um, Andrew Garfield, what do I say? <laughs> I mean, Tick, Tick, Boom was definitely one of my favorite movies last year. Very much up there and probably my top 10. Um, just for that one... Just the one scene, every time I think of Tick, Tick, Boom, I just think of Andrew Garfield as Jonathan Larson at the piano. He's just found out his best friend is HIV positive. Yeah. And he's playing that song and he's crying and we're crying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that scene, he should get the Oscar alone, right? Mm. He really, really should. Um and just as an honorable mention, just for his performance in Spider-Man No Way Home, um, <laughs> <laughs> should be Oscar nominated for that too. Because, uh, yeah, he's just... I mean, it's just, it just proves, I think, that he, you put him in anything yeah. and he can just crush it. So I would really, really like to see him win. However, I have to back Will Smith. Mm. Hey. I have to. My man. Um, I, yeah. I will be very, I'll be very disappointed if Andrew doesn't win, but I, all my, my movie knowledge and just the fact that again, Will Smith has been taking home the awards mm. in, all, in all the other shows for, for his incredible performance as, as Richard Williams. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know how you, they do those biopics or true story films and then they'll show you the real person at the end. Yeah. This is one of those ones where they do it and it's just the same person. <laughs> like Will Smith actually just, wow. Mm. And the fact that it's Will Smith too, because, you know, Will Smith is very similar to people like, you know, Dwayne Johnson or mm. Vin Diesel or Ryan Reynolds in that fact that they kind of have their thing when they're in a movie, they get cast because of who they are and what they do with their, you know, that thing that they have. Yeah. Right. And that's not a bad thing necessarily. Sometimes it can be bad, but sometimes it's good. You know, if you like the actor, like Will Smith, we love Will Smith, mm-hmm. you know, welcome to earth. Like, come on, <laughs> king of the box office. Um, so, but to so to see him be Will Smith in so many movies and then you see him in this film and he's not Will Smith. 
It's not Will Smith. He's actually given a role that is worthy of his talent. Yes. You know, because it Finally. challenges and stretches and shows what, what he can do. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, and part of me also thinks that the Academy might, because they do have a penchant for rewarding actors when they were snubbed years ago. Mm. For example, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio should have won for Wolf of Wall Street, not The Revenant. Yeah. But they gave it to him for The Revenant. Um, and, you know, a lot of people said Will Smith was snubbed for Ali. Yeah. Back in the early to mid 2000s. Um, I still haven't seen that film, um, but I will watch it. Um, so part of me is thinking that Will's won all these awards leading up to now, and there's that, you know, snub there mm. hanging over him. So. I feel like, yeah, my my gut is telling me Will Smith's going to get his first Oscar. And it's going to be amazing. Yeah. So, we'll see how that goes. Fulia. Yes. Your thoughts, actor in a leading role? Uh, look, uh, out of all of those actors, and like, I, being that I just recently watched Tick, Tick, Boom, Andrew Garfield, just, man, yeah. what a performance. Absolutely loved it so much. He made me laugh. He made me cry. Just changed my life. <laughs> yeah. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, just love him as Doctor Strange. Um, I've also seen The Imitation Game as well. Yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've seen Javier Bardem in a lot of things from memory or Denzel Washington. I think I steer clear of Denzel Washington films for some reason. I'm not a big fan of the stuff that he um, performs in well there's a lot of heavy drama yeah maybe that's probably yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. um, but I'm gonna agree with you Kendall and say that I think Will Smith's gonna get this one especially since he's already won two awards for his for his performance in King Richard mm-hmm. um, and I, I feel it, I feel like even like I'm eventually going to watch it but I feel like it's well deserved um, it is and <laughs> You know the the attention that this film has been getting since its release is just insane. Mm. So I'm definitely going to say Will Smith for that one as well. Nice. Yeah. Very good. Our next category for you. Yes. Oh. Well, the category that I'm most excited for. <laughs> yeah. Best animated feature. Yay! And the nominees are uh, Encanto. Luca, Flea, The Mitchell versus the Machines, and Ryan the Last Dragon. Ah, Wayne. Mm. What do you think? I've not seen any of these films. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what? The one that I've heard the most of and that people are excited about is Encanto. Mm. Um, so I'm going to go with that way. Nice. That's all I have to say. Julia, don't hate me. <laughs> no, no. That's a totally fair call. I feel like your your call will be the right one, though. <laughs> it's going to be a that, tough That's where my money goes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Whichever one Fulia says. Yes. Probably, yes. That's yes. probably how, how it's going to go. Um, as for me, um, this, this is a great category. There are a lot of really good movies in this category. Mm. Um, three of them are owned by Disney. Um, <laughs> sorry. Only three? That's surprising. <laughs> yeah, three. Um, no sarcasm there, by the way. No, really not at all. <laughs> not at all. That's so funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, despite that, you know, um, 
there are just some some fantastic films nominated. I mean, Ryan the Last Dragon. It's good to see that get a nomination because that came out basically 12 months ago. So it came mm. out like right at the start of the uh, eligibility yeah. uh, time period, time frame. Um, so it's nice to see that recognized. It was beautifully well animated uh, and a very original story to see on the uh, on the big screen. Um, I recently watched Luca for the first time, finally. Really, Did you enjoy it? I liked it. <laughs> Silencio Bruno. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really liked it. It was a lovely story and just, you know, um, these two boys having this, you know, friendship that they have. It was just, this connection is just really, really sweet. Um, and it was just... You know, I mean, it's the Italian Riviera. I mean, come on. (laughs) It just looks stunning. It's made for animated Mm. features. So, yeah. So I really, really liked it. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Luca get up. Um, See, for me, this this is going to come down to the Mitchells versus the Machines and Encanto, right? Mm. It's really hard for me to pick which one. Um, I loved the Mitchells versus the Machines. (laughs) I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. It was so good. Lots of fun. Lots of fun. Great story. A great family story. Um, you know, a great story about a, f- a father and a daughter and, you know, and just dysfunctionality, you know, between those relationships within the, you know, the family and stuff. And then, you know, with the backdrop of a fucking robot takeover, you know, (laughs) as you do, AI Terminator-esque story, uh, done in a really fun way with just gorgeous animation. Like the animation is so cool. Like, cause it's made by the same people who did Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, enough said. But the animation is slightly different. It's similar but different because it still has that kind of 2D, mm. uh, you know, highlighted effects that they do so, sort of thing. Um, it's, so that just looks gorgeous. Um, and Olivia Coleman's in it. Yes. <laughs> She's the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So good. Um, it's just, I loved it so much and I cried. Like it made me cry. Yeah. It was a beautiful, beautiful heartwarming story. Um, and then you have Encanto. Um, which is just, you know, I mean, it's set the world on fire, basically. It's so good. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, what can you say? The Mm. man makes great movies. He makes great music. Um, and there, like we said it already, when we talk about the songs, you know, each song in this film is just insane. They could all be nominated for, for an Oscar, you know, it's just, and the story is so wonderful, like just to see this, you know, beautiful, you know, family on display that we don't, you know, from these communities we don't really ever see represented, especially in Disney. Yeah. Like, like the fact that the yes, we we make fun of the fact that there's three Disney movies uh, nominated here, but all three of them are dealing with worlds and and people mm-hmm. and places we don't really see. And cultures. And cultures, Mm. more importantly. Yeah. So I, you know, hats off to Disney finally deciding to, you know, (laughs) step outside the gene pool Mm -hmm. uh, and expand their horizons because these cultures really lend themselves to animation Mm. and the color um, and the detail. And Canto is the perfect example of that. Yeah. Um, 
and it's just it's just a great story you know and it's you know we have a main character here who's not traditionally your main character but she's perfect yeah like she's so perfect um she has glasses yeah (laughs) Um, she's just wonderful. So it's, yeah, it's a, it's a great, it's a great story. So, and because it's so popular, like it is, it's probably, you know, most, a lot of people's favorite movie of last year, definitely favorite animated film. So as much as I would love to see the Mitchells versus the Machines get up, I have to lock in a vote for Encanto for best animated film. Fulia. Yes. I'm dying to hear how you're feeling this animated feature. Say it and it shall win. (laughs) (laughs) I am so conflicted right now. I've seen all but one and I don't know what that one is going to be like because I'll be seeing it next week with Kindle. Yeah. Um, But like you're right in the sense that Encanto has been such a strong contender for the award seasons right now and I feel like it probably will be there um, as much as I'd love to see Luca win because that was such a gorgeous little film yeah the you know the culture that you got to see and just this amazing story between two friends um, and just the array of colors in that yeah. one little town. It was so and pretty. underwater mm-hmm. and just absolutely gorgeous. So pretty. Um, the Mitchells versus the Machines was just a load of fun. And, you know, seeing a family take on all these different, all these robots. Yeah. Um, has been really cool too. And it's somewhat relatable relatable mm. as well mm-hmm. um so that's really cool ryan the last dragon is absolutely gorgeous as well in terms of his animation style um and and just the culture that it also um you know is represented on the screen mm. is just so cool because i never really heard about any of that sort of like mm. mythology or anything mm. like that so mm. that was actually really cool but i think this is like for for all three of us being the I think Encanto is probably the strongest mm. of the five right now. Yeah. So I'm definitely gonna say Encanto as well. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It was a it's a it was a tough choice. It's such a hard one. It's a hard choice. Yeah. But you but you made it, Paul. I, I made it. No, <laughs> you I got there. It. You I got there. there. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> okay. Before we move into our last. Uh, category of the night of the podcast uh, I wanted to quickly talk about our best director nominees because mm. there are some very very cool uh, cool 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 very cool names <laughs> in this list um, so our nominees are Belfast Kenneth Branagh Drive My Car Ryosuke Hamaguchi uh, Licorice Pizza, Paul Thomas Anderson, Power of the Dog, Jane Campion, West Side Story, Steven Spielberg. Um, I don't have too much to say. I mean, I again, I would be really happy to see any of these names get up. Um, Ken, you know, Kenneth Brenner, I think if he's going to get an award that on, on Oscars night, he's going to get one for screenplay, mm. I think, uh, over directing. But Belfast was a, a great film. Drive My Car was incredible. Um, 
So I hope to see more from Rosuke Hamaguchi. He was very, very good. Uh, I mean, Paul Thomas Anderson is Paul Thomas Anderson, you know. True. Yeah. <laughs> He's an incredible auteur. Uh, and Licorice Pizza was was a great uh, snapshot of the 70s in uh, in California. It was awesome. Um, Steven Spielberg is Steven Spielberg. <laughs> like, what can you say? I mean, it's his first time doing a musical. West Side Story was a great, great film. Um, you know, just really kind of I don't know just it's just such a great story mm-hmm. and you know I mean it's 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 hard to compare it to the the um you know the film from the the early 60s because that was just so great in its own right and mm-hmm. that it won an amazing bunch of Oscars then and now we're seeing this new version and it's just as good if not better in some ways and you know it's getting all the the love again and the fact that it's Steven Spielberg is just you know, he can do no wrong. He can do anything. He can. I want to see him do it like a proper horror film. Give Give Spielberg a horror film. <laughs> like, like I know he's done. I know he's done Jaws. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, sorry for all of you listening. You just could not see my dumbfounded face. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was not just a horror film. No, I know. The Wayne greatest horror film. <laughs> I'm the only person who knows what I mean. I'm tired and I'm just rambling now. So maybe we should edit that out. Um, or keep, I think we should keep it in. Or keep it in. <laughs> or keep it in because, you know. I'll watch the coin and see what comes. No, Look, it was no, the one no. time that Kendall truly shut me up. <laughs> well, okay. Well, no, I think I know what you mean in terms of like hardcore or just sort of. Dark. Yeah. Dark moody atmospheric yeah. stuff like Jaws, yeah. Jaws is, is one kind of, of horror mm. and you know and like suspense yes you know um, but to see him do something I don't know just because I love the horror genre so much yeah you want him to like do something like it or something like that yeah like something yeah something like that I, I, I do get you thank you once yeah. my jaw got off the floor no that's <laughs> once your jaws got off the floor <laughs> boom boom yay <laughs> Apologies for that misunderstanding. No, that's okay. Uh, made for good content. You too can do no wrong. It was a slight misstep, that. but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just, we'll just, it's not my first one for the night. We'll, we'll move on. We'll move on. Um, classic. Classic. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How will you ever live it down? It'd be good if Jesse was a about a horror movie. In front of me, she says it, of all people. <laughs> One thing to say to you, Wayne, and that is Tusted Cut. <laughs> and no one's going to get that reference. Nope. Okay. All right. You're all good. You're all good. My last, my last thing to say about directing is the fact that Jane Campion will be taking home this Oscar. <laughs> um, which is just wonderful to see because she is the only female nominated. Um, and she's a Kiwi. So we, you know... Neighbors, we love to prop them up. Our cousins. Our cousins, yes. Um, you know, so she's having not seen, well, having not seen um, any of her other work, but obviously, I, as a film buff, I'm very aware of who she is. Um, it's really nice to see her come through with a, another stellar film that's getting the recognition it deserves, and for her to get a nomination amongst these hugely talented um, men is just, you know, it's just a true testament to her talent and what she can do with with the art of film so i think 
Uh, yeah, she again. She's won. She's won a lot of the awards uh, and mm. across the board leading up to the Oscars. So, yeah, I think I think Jane Campion's going to get the directing one. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. think she, I, I'm such a big fan of her. Yeah. I absolutely adore her. I get, you're not wrong in saying the amount of talent in this category. Absolutely, but for me, she's a standout. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, have been a big fan of hers ever since she did the piano. Such a beautiful movie, um, and what a wonderful calling card to the world of cinema the piano was. Um, and I really do hope that um, she takes the Oscar for the Power of the Dog. I, I think she'll do it. Yeah. 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 Nice. Nice. Okay. So we have reached our last mm-hmm. category mm-hmm. of the night, uh, and that is the big one. Best picture. Um, so, I'm going to read out the nominees and then I'm going to just read out a brief synopsis of what each film is about. Starting with Belfast, our first nominee. So, uh, this brief description. Uh, is a, it's about a young boy and his working class Belfast family as they experience the tumultuous late 1960s. Um, so it's about the troubles and just mm-hmm. the ugh, just the, the, the terribleness of that whole time that's just you know and how, how can you how can you live a life with your family safely yeah. amongst that? going on one of the most interesting part of uh, Irish history yeah Yeah. it's fascinating Um, absolutely fascinating Um, based on Kenneth Brunner's uh, young life Um, so it's drawn from his Mm -hmm. own experiences so that's our first best pitch nomination Coda is our second one Uh, and the IMDB description reads as a Coda which is in all caps Uh, means child of deaf adults. Ruby is the only hearing person in her deaf family. When the family's fishing business is threatened, Ruby finds herself torn between pursuing her love of music by wanting to go to Berklee College of Music and her fear of abandoning her parents. Um, So just to let you both know, this is an adaptation of a French film Mm. called The Bellier Family, which I have seen and highly recommend. Um, but it's a, it's a, still a beautiful story, um, whatever language it is told in. Um, our next nominee is Don't Look Up. <laughs> this was such a good one. Um, Don't Look Up. Let me get the IMDB description. Um, there it is. Two low-level astronomers must go on a giant media tour to warn mankind of an approaching comet that will destroy planet Earth. (laughs) (laughs) That's your synopsis (laughs) for Don't Look Up. Our next nominee is Drive My Car. And the description reads, A renowned stage actor and director learns to cope with his wife's unexpected passing when he receives an offer to direct a production of Uncle Vanya in Hiroshima. Uh, Very, very good movie, Drive My Car. Our next nominee is Dune. And 
The description reads thus. uh, A mythic and emotionally charged hero's journey, Dune tells the story of Paul Atreides, a brilliant and gifted young man born into a great destiny beyond his understanding, who must travel to the most dangerous planet in the universe to ensure the future of his family and his people. As malevolent forces explode into conflict over the planet's exclusive supply of the most precious, precious resource in existence, a commodity capable of unlocking humanity's greatest potential. Only those who can conquer their fear will survive. And that is Dune. Uh, King Richard is our next nominee. Uh, a look at how tennis stars Venus and Serena Williams became who they are after the coaching from their father, Richard Williams. Um, and next nominee, Licorice Pizza. Mm-mm-mm. The story of Alana Kane and Gary Valentine growing up, running around, and going through the treacherous navigation of first love in the San Fernando Valley in 1973. Nice. Nightmare Alley is our next one. An ambitious carny with a talent for manipulating people with a few well-chosen words hooks up with a female psychologist who is even more dangerous than he is. Okay, The Power of the Dog is our next nomination for Best Picture. Charismatic rancher Phil Burbank inspires fear and awe in those around him. When his brother brings home a new wife and her son, Phil torments them until he finds himself exposed to the possibility of love. And our last nominee for Best Picture at the 2022 Oscars is West Side Story. Uh, An adaptation of the 1957 musical West Side Story explores forbidden love and the rivalry between the Jets and the Sharks, two teenage street gangs of different ethnic backgrounds. Basically, Romeo and Juliet. Done it certainly is. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 A great story, um, to be sure. Okay. Best picture. Fulia. Your thoughts. Oh, boy. This is going to be tough. Mm. Um, look, I think with the amount of attention it's been getting lately... I think West Side Story might take this one out. Cool. Um, and it'd be really cool to see a musical actually win. <laughs> mm. That'd be really nice. Doesn't happen often. No. Um, I mean, I don't really have much to say until I actually watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna take. A, I'm just gonna take a guess. I say West Side Story is gonna take this one. Um, I feel like King Richard's probably going to be a close second, I reckon. Mm. Um, but then again, there's been a lot of attention around June. Mm. But I'm going to say West Side Story. <laughs> it's definitely a movie you'll enjoy, Pull Out. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's one that you will like. Yeah, mm. definitely. Definitely. All right. Wayne, mm. your thoughts on Best Picture? Who's got it? Yeah, well, on the topic of West Side Story, because, you know, um, Kendall, you and I have been referring to it uh, a little bit throughout um, t- 
tonight. I don't think I liked it as much as you did. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm a huge fan of the original. Like, I'm a huge fan of the original. Um, Although the casting is uh, a a bit better in this one. Yes, it is. Um, I've always sort of thought that in the original film, the leads are miscast. Yeah, yeah. Um, But... um, but, you know, that's, that's another podcast for us to discuss. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, look, so, again, some really strong contenders. There's been um, a, a lot of um, talk around Belfast. Don't Look Up made a bit of an impression as well. Mm-hmm. I think King Richard more so for his performances, I think, has, has been getting that attention. But for me, the momentum falls with the power of the dog. Um, I think that that one's actually going to take it home, and I hope it does too, mm. um, especially because Jane Campion is a producer on this film. Mm. And if she can take out two Oscars, I would be very happy. Yeah. How about your thoughts, Kendall? Yes, my thoughts. Well, um, yeah, this is a, yeah, Best Picture is always, always a great category. Um, mm. It's insane that there's 10 nominees. Mm. I mean, there never used to be, but yeah. the last, last few years they've yeah. beefed it out. You know what? I had thoughts about the, the 10 and I'm, mm. I'm like, eh. it doesn't make it feel special. You know, when there was yeah. five, it felt really exclusive and special. Yeah. But I did have a look back at some Oscar history and um, mm. in the past, as in early days, mm. it would be up to 10, if not more. Oh, really? You'll, you will find one or two years where it's exceeded more than 10 nominees oh, wow. for Best Picture. Oh, okay. Um, majority of the time it has been like the five. Yeah. That's been That's like 99% of the Oscars history. It's just been five, yeah. But um, recently, how I've been seeing 10 nominees, mm-hmm. not the first time, just in a very That's, long time. Okay, that's cool um, to know. But I would love to go back to five. I Look, I think I would too, because mm. I look at this list and I go, while they are all amazing films, I don't think all of them deserve to be nominated for they're Best not, Picture. I think, yeah, when you've got so many films, you can't really say they're all at the same caliber. I know. I don't think. Yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. Um... So, yeah, so just, I'm not going to talk about every single one of them. I mean, uh, Belfast was amazing. I really liked Coda, uh, except, you know, I feel like the Belair family should get some recognition, Mm -hmm. being the source material. Um, Drive My Car was outstanding. I would love to see this take Best Picture home. However, I feel like it's a shoe-in for foreign language film. King Richard was awesome. I don't think it's going to take Best Picture, unfortunately. Licorice Pizza was great. Could be up with a shot. Uh, again, it's Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, and the fact that it's, you know, it's this film is carried by two fresh faces, basically. Alana Haim, who is a singer. Like, mm. she's a musician with her sisters and the group Haim. So she's never acted before. And she's so good in this film. And then um, Gary Valentine in the film is played by uh, Cooper Hoffman, the son of the late, great Philip Seymour. Yeah. And boy, would his dad be proud of him. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, magical in it. Um, And yeah, it's a great story. Um, Nightmare Alley just looks beautiful. It's Guillermo del Toro at his cinematic best, Mm. you know. He always brings his A-game just aesthetically to every film he makes, um, which I adore through and through. I don't think it's worthy of Best Picture. West Side Story, um, yes, I did. I think I did love it a little bit more than you, Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it was just really, really great, uh, like a, just a joy to see on the big screen. Um, and it's such a great musical and a great story, and I loved what Spielberg brought to it. Um, 
So definitely worthy of, of best picture, but I don't think it's got it. For me, it's going to come down to Dune and The Power of the Dog. And the main reason I say this is because those are the two films that lead the pack in terms of nominations. Mm. So Dune uh, got 10, Power of the Dog got 13 across the board. Um, I would love to see Dune to win just again because as I've mentioned it was one of my favourite films of last year and I, I love it through and through um, and I'm also a bit miffed that, that and I forgot to mention this earlier but Denis Villeneuve who directed it did not get nominated for best director mm. and a lot of people felt that that was a big snub mm. and I kind of agree um, because yeah. this has been a passion project of his since he was a kid mm. like before he started making films professionally he was like I'm, in, I'm making Dune one day and <laughs> now he has and yeah. it's just so special and he did just an incredible job as I've already said um, and it's such a world it's such an epic like mm. it takes you back to those times of like you know the golden age of Hollywood when you know films like Ben-Hur and mm. the Ten Commandments Cleopatra those big Hollywood epics will you know they, they win all those awards and they get yeah. all that recognition and they you know it just but Obviously in a different way, but yeah, just, it just kind of reminds me because it's just such an epic story told on such a grand scale. Mm. Um, it just encompasses best picture so fittingly, I think. However, I have to agree with you, Wayne, mm. Power of the Dog is going to win best picture at the Oscars this year. Um, as much as I would love to see Dune get up, mm. I think, yeah, the Power of the Dog is just, it's taken out so many awards for itself as a film for directing for acting for cinematography for so many of the things that make up film production mm. it's just ticking every box so um yeah i really do feel especially if jane campion gets the win i think i think it's a certainty mm. um and it deserves it look yeah. it does it does because it looks amazing uh it's you know it's such a great story it's a great character study um, and you know set in a time that we don't you know we yeah we've been to before in the movies but mm. you know we don't often go there and we definitely haven't been there like this before yeah so um, yeah and the fact that they made New Zealand look like Montana <laughs> <laughs> to the point where I when I was w looking at the credits when the movie was done yeah. and saying filmed in New Zealand I'm like no <laughs> <laughs> Middle Earth really yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, yeah, without saying any more, because, again, I could go on forever, um, The Power of the Dog will we'll take home Best Picture at nice this year's one. Oscars. Yeah. We'll wait and see. We'll wait and see! <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, so, you know, for us, it's going to be, like, ten days. <laughs> yep. Yes. Nine, ten days until we find out how we went. Mm. Um, but for you guys, yeah, it's only going to be a few seconds until we read out the results. Yes. I'm disappearing. <laughs> Wayne's disappearing. Because <laughs> he sadly won't be joining us for part two, but that's okay. He'll be with us in spirit. Yes. Always. Always. You're always, always with us. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thanks for having me. Yes. Thanks for being here. It was Good so job. much fun. <laughs> and we're back. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, yes, yes. Part two, second yes. half, the reveal. Ten days later. <laughs> Ten days later um, of how, how, how we went. 
Yeah. The Oscars have happened. Mm-hmm. All the winners have been announced. Yes. Um, and now it's time to find out who out of the three of us managed to actually win. And I already know the answer, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, but we're going to go through them one by one anyway. We, um, yes, yes. Just so that you guys all know yes. who won in each of the categories that we spoke about. Yes, yeah. exactly. And the winner, I guess, will just have some bragging rights for 12 months until we do Pretty it Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, fun. Fulia. Yes. What's the f- uh, first category we have to announce? All right. So, best visual effects is the first category we spoke about. And the winner of that category went to... June. Yes. That goes one for Kendall and yes. one for Wayne. Yes. <laughs> Sadly, none for Fulia. No, no, no. There's not going to be very many for me, I can tell you now. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. All right. We like to have fun. Yes. Yes. Next category. Next category was best song. Um, so Wayne said, be alive. Fulia said Dos Oruguitas, and I said No Time to Die. And the winner is No Time to Die. Of course. Billie Eilish. Woo-hoo. All right. Then Very happy. Kendall heads out into the lead with two. <laughs> with two. <laughs> two for two so far. All right. Next category, Fulia. Best Supporting Actress. And uh, so Kendall and Wayne voted Ariana DeBose. Yes. I went with Ingenue Ellis. Mm-hmm. And the winner of Best Supporting Actress went to Ariana DeBose. Yes, yeah, she All right. did. And that gives three to Kendall, two to Wayne, and zero for me mm. <laughs> hey you've got you've got some points coming uh, we'll see we'll see you've got some points coming <laughs> next category speaking of um best supporting actor all three of us said troy kotzer and of course troy kotzer walked away with yes. the gold statue on the night so uh, that's a sweep for all three of us. <laughs> a very, a very sure bet, I think. Yes, was. yes, yes, yes. Wonderful stuff. All right, Fulia, next one. We go to best actress. Yeah. And Kendall went with Jessica Chastain. I went with Olivia Coleman, and Wayne went with Christian Stewart. Yes. And the winner of best. Actress went to Jessica Chastain. Another point for Kendall. (laughs) (laughs) She was so good in it. I couldn't pick anyone else. That's fair. She was. She was wonderful. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, Next category: Best Actor. Uh, Wayne went with Andrew Garfield, uh, and Fulia and I both said Will Smith. And, of course, everyone knows the winner was Will Smith. Yes! I am very happy for his win. Yes. I really am. Yes, it was a great performance in King Richard, absolutely. So, points to Fulia and Yay. me. Well done. <laughs> Next category. Best animated feature! Yay! 
And we all voted for Encanto, and surprise, surprise, Encanto, Encanto won. won. <laughs> another very sure thing from the night. So another sweet points for the three of us. Yes. Absolutely fantastic. And that's where my points stop. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. You're supposed to leave them in suspense. <laughs> God damn it. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Next category uh, was kind of a bonus one. Um, so I chose Jane Campion for best director um, because I, you know, wanted to highlight the fact that, you know, it was female directors for the win. Um, and uh, Wayne uh, also uh, decided to, to say that uh, he also thought Jane Campion would win. And of course, she did. She became the third female to win Best Director uh, at the Oscars in history. The third one. That's amazing. Yeah. Insane. Insane. We need more women directors. Yes, we do. And hopefully... <laughs> Hopefully we'll start to see see some more yes. uh, if they're getting acknowledged by the Academy as they so rightfully should. So mm-hmm. very glad to see Jane win Best Director. Mm-hmm. Now, Fulia, the last, the big one. What is it? Best Feature Film. Yes, Best Picture. Best Picture. Uh, Kendall and Wayne voted for The Power of the Dog. Mm-hmm. I voted for West Side Story. Neither of us got no, this one right. This is the only one we all got wrong. <laughs> Coda took out best yep. picture. Yeah. And yep. rightfully so. They did an amazing job. Yes. By look, the sounds of it. Look, it's a good movie. I'm very conflicted about it. Ooh. Because as I, I, I can't remember if I mentioned it, but I may have mentioned it on the first half of the episode that Coda is a remake of a French film called okay. The Bellier Family, which is an incredible film that people should watch and probably should watch before they watch Coda because mm-hmm. it's just, you know, it's the original story with the original cast and, yeah. and all of that stuff. And it's just a great film. Um, but it's nice to see Coda get this kind of recognition for a film about a deaf family navigating a hearing world with their daughter who has aspirations to leave them but is conflicted. Like, it's a great story. Mm. And I enjoyed the film. Yeah. Um, so I'm not surprised it won Best Picture. I don't think it deserved to win. Okay. Who do you think should have gotten it? Well, see, I mean, I I pick I pick Power of the Dog for a reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jane Campion won Best Director. Um, so, uh, but I don't think it... Did it win Adapted Screenplay? I don't think it did. Which one? No, it didn't. Um, Coda won Adapted Screenplay as well, I believe. Um, let's just bring up the uh, the wins... Um, screenplay. Yeah, it won. Okay, so Coda won adapted screenplay as well as best picture. Um, and Power of the Dog won best director. I don't know if it won any others. Because um, it was nominated here. I don't think it no, did. it did. No. It only won one Oscar. Yeah, that was it. So Coda and so Coda took home two. But yeah, I like. Hey, look, it could have gone either way. To be honest, um, I mean, Dune won six Oscars. So for my money, that's best picture, in my opinion. You know, you're taking home all those technical categories. I feel like that should count for something or mm. carry a bit more weight. But I suppose the Academy doesn't really vote that way. Yeah. Um, and the Academy also does have a history of voting for the feel-good movie of the moment, um, which is Coda. Uh, and again, understandably, it makes sense. Like, I wasn't shocked to see Coda beat Power of the Dog, but um, I just kind of thought 
that uh, it was Jane Campion's time to win Best Picture here for this film, and it, yeah, didn't happen. But, um, but yeah, happy for Coda people, but, you know, watch the Bellier family. <laughs> <laughs> um, how are you feeling about how you went with the Oscars. I went crappy because <laughs> I didn't watch most of these. So, it's, you know, it kind of make, makes sense. So my score represents the fact that I didn't watch many of these. So it's fair. Um, I literally just guessed most of them. So, <laughs> Hey, look, and to get to guess and to get three out of nine is not terrible. No. It's not terrible. No. Um, it's still not high. <laughs> So we should read out the scores because I don't think we've done that yet, but yes. No, okay. So uh, obviously me in last place, I got three Mm -hmm. out of nine. Wayne did really well and got five out of nine. Mm -hmm. And Kendall, of course, she is our queen of nerdydom with pop culture. She got eight out of nine. So she almost got a clean sweep. Almost. I'm so close. (laughs) Just the one. I was so close. I just missed best picture. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Yes. So no, very, look, I, yeah, for me, it was a predictable Oscars. There was not a lot of upsets. I personally was, yeah, surprised slightly with the the screenplay uh, awards when they were given out. They went to the ones that I, uh, to be fair, I was tossing up between picking, yeah, picking Belfast and Coda when I thought it would be Licorice Pizza or Power of the Dog, but um, but yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, I will touch on the fact that um, I did watch a cut. I did mention that I watched a couple of the short animated yes films because um, the windshield wiper one, the windshield wiper one, is it good? It's um. I can't remember. <laughs> oh, you watched it a while ago. I watched it a while ago. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was, it was actually, yeah, from my recollection, like it was one of the ones that I did watch and I enjoyed it. It was all right. Yeah. Cool. The yeah. animation looked like they showed a brief clip at it, clip of it at yeah. the Oscars and uh, the animation looked really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I will show you after. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to see it. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I mean, I'm again. I'm just really happy Dune walked away with six Oscars. It's uh, you know, mm. I can't wait to see part two now. Bring it on, <laughs> bring it on. Yeah, um, I was gonna say it's like it, there's a lot of there's a lot of Dune happening. Yeah, it's they, so they got they got best sound, they got best production design, best filming yet film editing, best cinematography, mm-hmm. best original score, like nuts. Yep. Ah, oh, the score, man. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's... Congratulations to all of the winners. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats, congrats, congrats. Great to celebrate <laughs> the best in the year of film. Yes. Um, yeah. Love doing it. So, next year, fully, I challenge you. I need to I need to watch more of these films. Yes, you do. But I, I don't know how many of these p- films are going to get nominated. And half these films that get nominated are not my style of watching. So <laughs> they're not my the, they're not the genres I prefer maybe, to watch. Maybe you need to. It's time to branch Bro- out. <laughs> I need to broaden my horizon. Broaden your horizon and try try something new. Something something different. something different. You might you might find you discover something you like. Mm, okay, okay. Like, I'll I'll look into it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see what movies are out this year and then we'll, we'll see. Yes. 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 Well, they don't announce the Oscar nominations until like February. So that's okay. Um, like I, even if they don't and like 
just in general, during the year, I'll see as many movies as I can good, good. that I think might be an Oscar contention. Yeah, please. I'll give you some hints. Yes. I will know. I'll, I'll have the <laughs> you inside. You can help me out. Yes. Yes, I will. I will. <laughs> I want to build you up as my my film buff Padawan, Lona. Oh, yes. Yes. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So you can challenge me at the 2023 Yes, Oscars. master. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Ah, <laughs> oh, fantastic. Ah, um, okay. Yeah, cool. So that was fun. Awesome. And the prize is bragging rights for the next 12 months. Bragging rights. <laughs> I get bragging rights. <laughs> Thanks for playing everyone else. Yes. <laughs> Wayne, shout out to you because obviously you're not here with us tonight. Um, thank you again for being part of the show. It was a lot of fun yes. um, talking movies with you, as it always is. Yeah, and we miss having you on any podcast. Yeah, <laughs> any excuse to podcast with Wayne Stellini, we'll take it. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hopefully he can join us again in the next... Yeah. Well, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Yeah. That'd be nice. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, awesome. Hope you guys liked, uh, you know, our little Oscars uh, predictions mm-hmm. podcast. Um, let us know how you went. Did you guys make any predictions? Did you have you think there were any upsets that you didn't appreciate very much or, you know, or any surprises from you other than the obvious surprise from ev- that ever- shocked everyone that we won't talk about because it doesn't matter. Um, yes. So, but yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, there's also been some more March that's happened in the last 10 days. Do we want to talk about our yes. our march, the remainder of our march before yes. we before we wrap up the show? So um, I will just start with the fact that um, I before the Oscars obviously happened, uh, Kendall and I went out to see um, Flea. Yes, we did, and that meant that we both saw. All the best animated feature films yes, which um, was that a, were nominated. Which was a first for me. I don't know if that was a first for you. That I think it may have been a first for me as well, yeah. but like I can't remember in the past. There's been what, so many different yeah. yeah. But it was, it was fine. It was a first for me as someone who, you know, doesn't go out of their way to watch animated films. Mm, it mm. was nice to the fact that I actually, you know, put myself out there to watch something I don't normally watch fully. Hint, hint. Hint, hint. Love you. Not subtle at all. Not subtle at all. Um, yes, but Flea was, Flea was amazing. It's was still... Very, very powerful yeah. um, animation. Um, and being that it was also a documentary mm-hmm. in an animated style, um, I, I actually enjoyed it and it got me into, like actually understanding what's going on like within that particular documentary um and it's sort of made me think about what other type of animated films or animated documentaries that are out there yeah um that i might be able to sort of settle into because it's, yeah. it is a little bit easier for me to digest when it is animated totally fair um, yeah yeah especially documentaries but uh you know i do like watching live action documentaries like that's totally fine depending on the topic at hand yeah sure um but being this one was a pretty heavy topic uh, about war and about mm. refugees and yeah, it just I think it it was a little bit more easier for me to to understand what was happening mm-hmm. as an animated genre rather than a live action genre because I feel like if it was all live action, 
I, I reckon I would have walked out of that cinema feeling really heavy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's that's fair because mm. yesterday because it was nominated for three Oscars. So yesterday when um, it would get read out and they'd show a brief clip or whatever as they're reading out the nominees, um, it was like taking me back straight away, and I was like, oh wow, like that's it's been hasn't it's been just under a week since yeah. we saw it, and it's still kind of fresh, it's still sort of in my brain a bit, which is great, I think, because that kind of stuff needs to be focused on definitely more. so yeah it's so powerful the fact that it's yeah it's still like you know i i immediately my brain just went back to that mindset yeah of watching that when i saw those images of it mm. i was like oh shit wow yeah yeah it's good it's Defin- good yeah it's really good um yeah and if you do get a chance uh please go check it out uh, it is worth watching especially mm-hmm. for those of you who are not aware of what the refugee status is kind of happening at the moment in, in around the world. So it's not necessarily just in particular like no, countries, but no. it could it, it's happening everywhere. So yeah, people are being displaced everywhere. Yeah, and, exactly. And it's just one one person's story. Yeah. Um. You know. Um. But it's kind of reflective of the larger picture as yeah, well. Exactly. You know? So yeah. yeah, crazy. Um, the other thing I will mention that I got a chance to watch was a performance uh, of Romeo and Juliet by Oz Act Outdoors out in the Williamstown Botanic Gardens. Yeah, nice and it was a really lovely day. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was uh, Romeo and Juliet was a wonderful play to watch. I've never actually seen Romeo and Juliet as a play. Yeah, right. I've only ever seen it as a film. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course I've seen, you know, the re the iterations of the different versions of Romeo and Juliet, including Romeo and Juliet. Um, <laughs> yes. I am going to bring it up. It's animated. No, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. As crappy as it may have been. Oh. <laughs> as what other people think. I didn't mind it. Oh, okay. Yes. No, that's fair. It's not very highly talked about. No. I suppose. <laughs> Especially Sherlock Gnomes, the sequel. <laughs> Even though Johnny Depp voiced Sherlock Gnomes. But... I don't know if I've watched the sequel. Oh. I may have to, just Ooh. so that I can find out why everybody hates it so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, hate is a strong word. Well, okay. Dislike. Dislike. <laughs> um, but, re- but the main reason why I went to see this, and I went and saw this with Wayne, mm-hmm. which was a lovely little date that we had together, Um was because Michael Davidson was in it. And yeah. he is a good friend of Fred the Alien Productions. Yes, he is. Um, he was one of the directors of The Writer mm-hmm. and one of Fred the Alien Productions' first plays. Yes. Um, that was put out uh, during the Fringe Festival back in, I think it was like 2016. 2016 was The Writer. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, it was really nice to, to see him perform for the per- first time. Um, and also just to catch up with him because I hadn't seen him since then. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's a long time. So it was been a while, but it was so nice to catch up with him. Um, especially since for the last year and a half, we've been chatting to each other nonstop online mm-hmm. because of streaming, because we're both streamers mm-hmm. and content creators. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, now that we're able to go out and do things and see people, 
that was the first time since 2016 that I'd actually seen oh, him. Oh, wow. <laughs> Even though it felt like as soon as I saw him, it felt like we'd known each other, we'd been seeing oh, each yeah. other for so long. That's that's the mark of a, a good friend. Yeah. Right there, when yeah. it doesn't matter that it's been over five years since you last saw them physically. Exactly. Like if you're still connecting with them and it's like no time has passed and it's fine. Yes. It's good. Yes. Nice. Um, was he how was his performance? How would you rate him? So he he played he played two roles as did most of the actors in the play. Um he played the role of Tybalt mm-hmm. and Paris. Yep. And he played them both really well. Lovely. Um it, obviously it was in Shakespearean English. <laughs> Yes, iambic pentameter. Well, you're welcome to that. How much did you not understand? Most of it. Most of it, yeah. It's fine, even though I studied it in year 10 for yeah. English. That's a long time ago. It's though. a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, but I got the gist of what was happening, so yeah, it's fine. Yeah, everyone, look, everyone knows the story. Of yeah, we, yeah we, know the, we know the story. You can understand it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I got a little bit of a translation from Wayne Lee. <laughs> it's fine. Thanks, Wayne. <laughs> Um, but yes, no, uh, Michael did a wonderful job. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a little bit of sword fighting in, mm-hmm. in his, in his roles, um, which, you know, he did very well. Mm-hmm. Um, he, although he did like, it, this, this is nothing against the way he does it, but he tucked his arm up so far behind his back that it looked like he had an amputated arm. Oh, wow. So when he was doing one hand, he was, he, he's doing one handed sword fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of looked a little awkward from where I was sitting, but you know, he did a wonderful job regardless. Okay. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, yes, no, he, and he projects very well. Yeah, he's got a good voice, so... Very good actor's voice. Yeah. Um, and when he played the... Because pa- Paris and Tybalt are two different um, personalities. Yeah. In the fact that um, Paris was a little bit more light, a little bit more... Um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? He's, his personality is not as aggressive as Tybalt. Yeah, Tybalt's very much more outgoing. Yes. Yeah. And in the first part like in in the first act i suppose in the first scene of the play tybalt is the first to, to speak yes really. yes he is and he's like you bite your thumb at me sir yeah <laughs> and i just i just love that whole little scenario because back in the day if you bite your thumb it's like you're putting your finger up at someone yeah it's, it's offensive yeah <laughs> So I'm just that whole scenario is like you bite your thumb at me, sir. I do bite my thumb at you, sir. And just just that whole thing. <laughs> I had a good little giggle out of that. Nice. <laughs> That's good. Um. Other than that, um, I've been playing uh, Kirby in the Forgotten Land that came out last Friday. Last Friday. Um. And I've been really enjoying it. Absolutely a lot of fun. And um, and then I've also been playing hockey games. Uh, we're getting to the end of the uh, end of the summer season for beer league, uh, and then winter season will be starting up very soon. Uh, so finals are abound for hockey in beer league right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got at the time of recording got one more regular season game to play, and then it'll be finals time. Uh, so yeah, that's that's pretty much been my march. How Great. about yourself, Kendall? What have you been up to for the, for the last 10 days? The last 10 days. Well, uh, yes. So, yes, we. I don't need to really reiterate it, but Fuller and I went and saw Flea last week, and that was great. Um, what else have I been up to? 
Um, da, 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 um, yeah, I mean, on, on the weekend, uh, I went and saw Delta Goodrum, um, in concert at Rod Laver Arena. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It was great. First concert in a while? I, yeah, I was, like, I've been to see, I've been to two stage shows, you know, not in the, in the recent past, but, um, I couldn't remember the last... Like, if it was the fir- my first actual concert since 2019, I, it might have well been. Mm. I don't... Someone... If someone knows me and knows my life better than I do, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> um, but... Because, like, the last concert I went to was in November 2019, R&B Fridays. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, saw Janet Jackson for the second time, which mm-hmm. was amazing. Um, so, yeah. So, Delta at... Um, yeah, Rod Laver, and it was a packed house, and it was great, and it was a lot of fun. She, you know, she's like, there's a reason I've seen her three times. She's just so good. Like, she just good performer. She's a great performer. She's a very good entertainer. She's she has great banter with the crowd. Like, she was making jokes about how she goes by her last name now. Because, good yeah, because <laughs> her first name is Delta, as in Delta variant. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> That's not nice. No. <laughs> it's so, so unfortunate for her. I know. So she made some, yeah, she made some comedy out of that, which, <laughs> which was, which was good. But she's, yeah, she's just very, um, yeah, I don't know. She's just a very lovely person. Uh, yeah. A lovely presence on stage. And yeah. Seems just, seems to radiate like positivity and, yeah. and good I think vibes. So. I've seen, I saw Delta as a warm-up performance to Ricky Martin's concert. Yes, I think I remember you told me about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I remember her performance was actually really cool too. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's really, really good. Uh, if you, yeah, if you don't mind her music, it's yeah, it's a good time mm, to mm. to watch her. So yeah. So she was she was great, and it was just nice to be at a concert again, especially because uh, I was supposed to go in twenty twenty. Oh right. So long we've had the tickets for. Wow. Yeah, she put out her album in 2020, and yeah, <laughs> whoops, <laughs> not happening. Um, so it was nice to finally be there, which yeah. was really, really great. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then the Oscars happened. So I went. I had a. I went to uh, the lovely Christina's. Hi, Christina. Hello, Christina. Um, <laughs> her sister's house, yeah. and we had a, our yearly Oscar party, mm-hmm. which was a lot of fun. Lots of great nibblies, lots of great cocktails. Of course. Of course. And, yeah, and just, you know, good to be around women who all love film. So, yes. Yeah, it was a great time. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that, not not hu- a huge amount of things to finish off my march, but, yeah, but good... Good stuff to keep me occupied and lots of fun stuff. Nice. Lots of fun stuff. As for April, I don't know what April holds. Yes. I don't really know. I don't really have too many plans for April. Um, things could be changing at work for me. I and for know. me. And for Fulia. <laughs> so that's exciting. Uh, and then Easter's coming up. Yep. So um, I'll probably be going to Bendigo to see the folks at one point. Usually go up there every Good Friday. Mm-hmm. It's kind of tradition now that you know, we're not locked down anymore. So, um, yeah, I yeah, and then my birthday's in May, but that's that's next month's podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and as for me, April's just you know more hockey games. The finals are coming up, Woo! and that'll happen just before Easter happens. Um, and then yeah, like 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 Kendall said, stuff changing at work. So I'll probably be getting uh, into that sort of changeover 
by the end of the by the end of the month. Um, and I'll still be streaming <laughs> as well. So I'll still be doing my content stuff. Um, yeah, and that's pretty pretty much it. Yeah, great. Yeah, awesome. All right. I think that just might that might do it then. I think yeah. we're, we're done. I think so. All right. And, and that's, that's a wrap, wrap on this monthly. monthly. <laughs> Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest Fred content. If you'd like to listen to Fred the Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch Fred the Alien, you can head on over to youtube.com forward slash Fred the Alien Productions. Yes! That was a foyer. That was a candle! And you just experienced the monthly at Winifred's! Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you. I hope you all have a lovely month. Yes. Take care. See you after Easter. See, yes. See you after Easter. (laughs) Bye. 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 Bye.